It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. We all seem to have that inner critic inside our heads. I have a committee, the itty-bitty shitty committee. You know what I mean, that nagging voice or voices, in my case, that knocks us down and drags us down the road of self-sabotage and self-neglect. A strong, positive sense of self-esteem is your first step to anything you wish to accomplish. Discover who you truly are, that gorgeous, talented, fabulous woman who deserves recognition and unconditional love. You know the most beautiful thing any woman can wear is confidence. Here on Confidence in Bloom with the Divas That Care Network, I, Tina Spolatini, speak with women living in their own self-confidence about who they truly are, how they found themselves, and how they care for themselves. Today I'm speaking with Jody Lynn Craven. For a decade, Jody Lynn Craven has served in a role of a financial advisor, financial educator, creator of Abundance Consciousness, and the Fluid Money Blueprint. Jody Lynn has over a decade of advanced knowledge, experience, and expertise in modern financial structures and alternatively the mindset and energy behind money. Her work in the energetics behind money, application of alternative money modalities, and her signature process, Fluid Money Blueprint, a step-by-step guide for entrepreneurs who want to learn how to consistently attract money, has brought her to the, into the spotlight among clients all over the globe. Hi, Jody Lynn. How are you today? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, good. I'm so excited to have you. Money is always a big talk, no matter what the world is going through. I 100% agree. And and I think when it comes to money, we uh, often, people use it as a measuring stick of whether they're good enough or not good enough. And it's usually the, the second one, the latter. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jody Lynn, where do you call home? Um, I live on a farm just outside of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Excellent. Yeah, not too far from me. What are you celebrating this week? Uh, I'm celebrating having this conversation with you, and I'm also celebrating a giant harvest of our our market garden. So we harvested a bunch of potatoes and a bunch of beets, and uh, I, uh, I, I get a bunch of stuff to put in my freezer. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I'm just, um, you know, I'm definitely a city girl. I don't do gardening at all. In fact, I didn't grow up with a garden, but my grandparents grew a garden. And, you know, growing up, I didn't think of it as all that big a deal. But over the last few years, I've learned that it's probably something we should all know how to do. Yes, 100%. And when... You know what? My husband is the the gardener. He's the one that likes to work out in the soil. I grew up on a farm, but you know, I really had to work through my relationship with 
work in general, but also living on a farm because there always seems to be something to do. And as a, you know, a strong independent female, I went through this period of my life where it was go, 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 go. And I would never take care of myself and then went through like adrenal fatigue and burnout. And I was dying essentially and had to shift those perspectives. So the farm has taught me a lot. And well, my husband, you know, teaching me how to grow things, it's been a wonderful experience in abundance in itself. You know, you plant one potato and then multi- it multiplies. And it's just such a beautiful thing watching nature at work. You know, I've never heard it put that way. But you know what? I could see that that's being true. I used to watch when my tulips would come up in the in the spring, and I used to think, that's just so amazing how, you know, we watched it die last year, and here it comes again. Yeah, yeah, just a new season, right? That's Yeah, absolutely. How do you celebrate you and your wins? Uh, big, loud, and bold. I actually, this is a part of uh, what I teach inside of the Fluid Money Blueprint is celebrating everything, even the stuff. You know, this is a, when I teach pattern interruption or shifting your mindset, the first thing that I teach my students is to celebrate. And it's so important to celebrate because when we celebrate big and bold, like when we're like, woohoo, and you know, standing up and down, jumping up and down, screaming, you know, all of that, it wakes up a part of our brain. And then that part of the brain is like, wait, I need to pay attention to whatever is going on right now. So loud, proud, bold is the way that I like to celebrate. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Um, how would you define self-confidence? <sighs> For me, building self-confidence has been been a journey. Um, you know, in my early 20s, I was not confident whatsoever. I was like a little shadow in the corner, like just doing her work. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I, I had no self-confidence whatsoever. And over my journey, I tried the, you know, fake it till you make it. And, and, and that helped a lot. But real self-confidence to me is this inner trust that you build within yourself, this inner knowing of yourself on the deepest levels and uh, an inner compassion and love for yourself. That's self-confidence to me. So I'm going to assume that you think it's super important to have. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Because I think that, when we're just missing an experience in the world because if we don't have that self-trust, that self-confidence within ourselves, that's the way that we show up in the world. And then so it's altering your experience of the life that you're living, the people that you're meeting, and it's also altering those people's experiences as well because you're not showing up as your true, authentic masterpiece that you are just being who you are. Oh, I love I love the way you put that. And you say it with such enthusiasm and passion. I just love that. What are some uh, tips maybe that you can share with our listeners uh, on being more confident within themselves? Ooh. Yes. Um, I think the first one would be to know yourself. 
get to know yourself. How much time, the question that I would ask and I ask of my students a lot and myself is how much time do you spend with yourself? How well do you know what it is you're thinking or what it is that you believe? Um, when I was young, my dad said to me that you come into this world alone and you leave this world alone. Like you're just the only being that comes into this world and leaves. Um, at those times. And he said, so you have to learn to be your own best friend. And I really took that to heart. And my journey with money and what I teach other people was really an extension of that journey of becoming my best friend. So when things are bothering me and I don't feel good about my life or something that's going on in my life, I actually sit down or go for a walk with myself and start asking questions. And I call it baby Jody, you know, the inside baby Jody, what's wrong? And I just ask some questions and I wait for my system and my brain and, and whatever is going on to tell me uh, to, to, I'm just listening to what the inner me has to say in this moment, whether it's I'm afraid or, you know, I don't feel good enough. And, and the second tip that I would give is, is stop the judgment. You know, start treating yourself like that best friend. If you've ever had a best friend, which I hope all of you that are listening have had a best friend. But when you go to your best friend, when you are at your darkest moments and you think that you are the worst, shittiest person in the world, your best friend does not agree with you and say, yep, yep, you are. You are dumb. You're an idiot. You, you know, you don't, you're not deserving. That's the opposite. They say the opposite of that. They say how much they love you and, and how much this is a period of time. And, you know, it was just a mistake or whatever it was. They hold you up without judgment and they give you that grace. And it's time that we do that for ourselves. So those would be the two big tips I have. Yeah, you know, I have to agree with you, and I've learned this just in the last few years, that if you can't love yourself the way your best friend loves you or the way you love your best friend, you need to do, like, a lot of work on you. Yeah. Because there's when, a lot like, of people when you're alone, world. Right? Yeah. Like, when you're alone, you're alone. And if you don't like being alone with yourself, then you need to you need to teach yourself how to love being alone. I love mm-hmm. that. I love the way you explain that. And your dad Thank had a good you. point, right? We do 100%. come into this world alone, and we do leave this world alone. Even if we have family and loved ones around us, we're leaving alone, and we need to learn how to be alone because we really don't mm-hmm. know where we're going when we leave here. Absolutely. I love that. And, yeah. I, you know, there's so many people in the world that don't that don't like being with themselves, that they don't like themselves, or they're afraid to spend that time with themselves because of what they might find. And it, it's so interesting because I felt those same things, too, sitting down with myself and, like, what am I going to discover about myself, like, that I'm a bad person or whatever, um, and, and then once you get into it and you take that stance of the best friend, of someone who's loving and kind and compassionate to you, and you start doing that to yourself, you start reframing the things that you think are so awful, and, and they become a thing that you did, a mistake that you made, but it no longer defines you. You know, I typically teach this in the context of money, but it's everything, everything that you've ever done in your life, you're choosing to let it define you in a negative way 
Or you can choose to say that that happened and maybe it was bad or it was wrong, but it doesn't mean me as the person is. I'm a good person and I got to learn from that experience instead. That's right. Because, I mean, in the end, that's what you would tell your best friend or, you know, yeah. perhaps your daughter, sister, mom, right? I mean, our yeah. our mistakes do not define us. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you feel or believe is the difference between self-confidence and self-esteem? You know, that's a really interesting question. We use all of these words and um, a, a practice that I have is looking at my own definitions for things. So first, I usually start with Googling it. So that's exactly what I did in this case. So Google says, you know, self-esteem refers to the appreciation and value of yourself. And then your self-confidence is the belief in yourself and your abilities. And the way that I would interpret it for myself is that when I have that appreciation, that a compassion for myself, and I value myself, I value the things that I believe, the the things that I value, I I value, you know, whatever it is about myself, that shifts the self-confidence, which is the outer picture and what people are seeing. Because when you're so rooted in who you are and appreciating who you truly are from that genuine stance, that rooted place, other people see it as you have faith in yourself, see it as confidence. And 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 I guess that's the difference is it starts on the inside and then um, the outside is, is the self-confidence that blooms from it or blossoms from it. Yeah, and that's the difference between, say, an introvert and an extrovert, right? An introvert seems to be, you know, shy and quiet from others looking in, but they might have, like, self-esteem and and belief in themselves that I'm capable of whatever I want. I just don't have to show it off, right? Or I don't have Mm -hmm. to show you. I just have to tell you. Yeah. Even if you take that one step further, because I am an introvert, I love being alone. Now that I learned how to do it, I love being alone. Um, But I am very confident because I am so rooted in who I am. I know who I am and I love me. I love that I'm always growing and I appreciate that about myself. And even sitting in silence, When others view me, what they see first is that confidence because I am so secure in myself. That's amazing. And now I have met you online. You and I have spoken a few times now. And I Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know that you're an introvert because obviously when you're on Zoom, you have no other option but to talk right? But that's all we're doing. I don't see you when you walk into a room. Now, someone who is an introvert, I automatically assume, oh, they're shy. So when they walk into a room, they, they don't show their confidence. They don't, like, you know, announce to the world that I'm here, my presence must be felt. Whereas often with an extrovert, you know, you know when they walk into a room. They don't, not because they're they're loud. loud they're they're often loud, but often they just come in and they just you can feel their presence because they're they just make their presence known, right? And mm-hmm. I believe I mean I could be wrong, but I believe that's an extrovert. Whereas introverts, they don't need to be seen or heard; 
but they still know their stuff. Yeah, see, and I would have a completely different definition. See, we're coming back to the definitions. An introvert for me would be somebody that fills up their cup when they're alone. And an extrovert would be somebody who gets their cup filled when they're with other people. So for me, in that definition and living my life, I love being around people. And I know that at some point my cup will be empty and I need to refill it. And to do that, I need solitude. Aha. Aha. So let let me ask you this then. Do you think um, uh, like an extrovert or an introvert who has that, you know, premium self-confidence and self-esteem, do you think that someone could fake self-confidence or do you think that it's only, it has to be there or it's not? My genuine belief is 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 both. <laughs> Actually, I think that you can you can begin to fix self-confidence. So I'll tell you a quick little story. When I first started in the financial industry, actually building my financial brokerage outside of my coaching practice, this was uh, over a decade ago. I was very shy. I was in that place that had no confidence whatsoever. Um, I didn't like myself. And I started building that muscle. But I remember when I walked through the doors of the office where I was going to work, I made a decision that I wanted to show up as confident. I wanted people to see me as somebody who was okay in their own skin. And I sat with that for a minute and sat with what that would feel like, what would that look like to other people, what what kind of actions went with that for me. And then I began doing those things. So I began feeling more confident and people saw me as confident. So I was kind of faking it because still on the inside, I was constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. And the reason that I say both is because the people who knew me well and the people who can read energy and who can read you as an individual when you're faking something could be confidence could be anything they can feel that disconnect or that 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 disharmony within and it's it's funny i i love horses i grew up with horses and and this is i what i learned with horses is that they have these energetic receptor sites in their gut And these energetic receptor sites, what they're doing is they're receiving information from the energy field around them. So you walk up to them and they are reading you with these receptors, okay? And when you're faking, you know, happy or whatever, I'm not scared, I'm not scared, put a happy face on, they feel that there is a dissonance or a disconnect in your energy, what you're presenting and what you actually feel like. Well, humans, us, and women have this innate ability just so naturally. Men can do it, but women are really hardwired to do this. So we have the same receptor sites in our own gut. So when we meet other people who are faking anything, we feel it. And when we're faking it, to be honest with you, when I was in those moments of trying to be confident to fake it until I made it, um, I felt like everybody would see see an imposter or a fraud. And that was the other shoe that I was fearful of dropping. Aha. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't isn't that amazing? If we don't know this, right, we don't think of it. We just think that this is what I'm yeah. supposed to be feeling. Wow. Mm-hmm. So how do you think yeah. self-confidence and money mindset impact one another? Oh, 
Love this question, and I think it rolls in so perfectly to what we were talking about. When you're an entrepreneur, say, for example, when you're an entrepreneur and and you are feeling this way, you know, you're not feeling confident, you're just trying to fake it until you make it, the person that's sitting on the other side of the desk from you or the other side of the Zoom room while you're making an offering, they're feeling all of this energy. And the best way that I describe it, I always use car salespeople, um, and there's nothing wrong with them, but I've just met a few really not fun ones where I've walked into the situation and I could feel from their energy before they said anything that they didn't care about me, that they just wanted to get something from me. So our energy is always speaking before we say a word. So now let's loop this back to self-confidence and money. So if your inner inner self is like, I'm not confident, I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop, the person that you're trying to get into your next program or you're trying to buy your book or, or whatever it is that you're selling feels that disconnect there and feels like something is off. And they may never say it. They may never even be able to actually consciously pinpoint that they're feeling this. They just feel something is off and they're not ready to move forward with you. So you lose a sale. You lose opportunities. Even if you were to sit down with, you know, a financial advisor, if you're pretending to be confident, but they feel this inner, you know, uh, not confidence they might not treat you the same way. And it's just all unconscious things that are happening with your energy. So with our energy, we are either pulling money towards us or pushing it away from us. And now when it comes to self-confidence, we will sabotage ourselves because of what we believe with money. So if you think about the amount of money that you have in your bank account or the amount of debt that you have right now, a lot of people have attached a negative attachment to it, but so much so that it means that they're bad. So I don't have enough money in my bank account, so it means that I am a bad person. I am awful in the deepest sense of the word. So if you feel these things about money, you know, my money story says that I'm a bad person, it's going to directly impact your self-confidence. You're not going to feel good about that. So you need to take care of that belief system or at least shift the perspective to, again, that was something I did in the past and there's lots of time to choose a new path instead. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like kind of... um. I'm not really sure what the word is. I almost feel almost lost in your words, if that's like, you know, a true saying, right? Like I'm yeah. I'm imagining when all that talk about, you know, being with someone who you don't quite feel the energy balanced or aligned, you're like, yeah. you almost doubt yourself, right? Like, you know, if you yeah. get in business with this person, no matter what the, what the transaction is, entails but if you do business with someone that you don't feel aligned with you know you go through that conversation in your head am I going to get screwed am I going to give money to this person and not get the service that he or she is promising me or Mm -hmm. you know it can work the other way as well right what if I you know can't give her or him everything that they expect from me and yet they're going to give me you know, all of them, right? Because it can go both ways, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Mm-hmm. I love the way you put Absolutely. that. Like it, and it, it was like exactly to the T. I mean, I've been there myself many times, right? And I tend to 
I tend to like not follow my intuition a lot of times and then I regret it, right? I get mm-hmm. that feeling where, ah, this person doesn't really know what they're doing, but you know what? I'll give them a shot because I want to give yep. them the benefit of the doubt. And then in the end, I'm always, you know, I shouldn't have given them that money. Yeah, absolutely. And if you yeah. think about how our what's happened in the past with money in in our own individual circumstances, whatever that was, the mistakes that you've made or the decisions that you've made, if if all of those things mean that you're bad, that's going to impact your self confidence. You're not going to feel confident anymore with money whatsoever. And then you might get stuck in this place of there's nothing that I can do because you don't trust yourself to make the right next decision decision and and it's shifting that mindset and shifting that perspective of okay the past was the past and if I want a new a new future if I want something different then I have to consciously create something new in this moment which means I have to have the confidence within to trust the judgments and the choices I'm going to make next absolutely so let me ask you this when you be like when you started your financial business, did you open or did you um, take like courses on like self love, self confidence, like something to get you where you're feeling like I need to, you know, grow myself just a little bit more, so that I can help you know, future clients or future students? Absolutely. I have been taking personal development courses since I was in my early 20s. My dad was a huge, you know, promoter of personal development courses that he had taken. So as soon as I was, you know, 18 years old or 19 years old, I think I waited till 20. He was like, you need to sign up. You need to go through it. So I, I had it. I came by it honestly from learning and personally developing with him as he learned stuff, he would share it with me and then going through my own journey. When I started my financial brokerage a decade ago, it was with a company that that was huge on personal development, always growing, always learning. So I did more personal development courses and it really began shifting when I started the coaching business outside of my brokerage. Um, And I started the coaching business because I had questions about money. Um, that nobody was answering, you know, the attraction of money, everything was super vague, you know, just be more positive, just say affirmations. And I'm pretty a type personality. So I wanted details. So I actually went within and began to channel abundance codes, questions and keys on what is impacting your ability to attract money. And probably I would, to be honest with you, I've probably spent a $100,000 over the last five years in personal development courses and coaches. Yeah, well, yeah, I I totally believe that because, I mean, they, they say it, right? Every coach needs a coach. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. there's always there's always room for improvement. It doesn't matter, you know, who we are, right? Because mm-hmm. none of us are the divine, right? Absolutely. And I, I always that. say it like this. You're not a tree. You are human. So you are constantly evolving, whether you're trying to or not. So if you're not trying to evolve, you are just, you know, resetting and recreating the stuff that you had in the past and deepening the beliefs and the stories that you've told yourself before. If you're consciously working at it, you're consciously evolving. And that that's a fluid conversation because you're not a tree, you're a human. And that's the beauty of life. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. 
Um, tell me, what do you think your fashion style says about you, and do you think it matters? I do think it matters. Um, I I think that, you know, a lot of people, well, most people will make an impression the first time that they see you. Um, but I know for me, um, I I went through a branding coach and this big rebrand with, with my coaching business early on. And I remember she pulled, it was a photo shoot and she pulled like four different looks for me. And I grew up on the farm, so I'm really comfortable in jeans and cowboy boots and a t-shirt. That's what you'll find me in when I'm at home <laughs> or a sweater, depending on, you know, the Canadian weather here. Um, but you know, that, that wasn't the message that I wanted to deliver to the people that I was coaching. I, I wanted a message of confidence. I wanted a message of, um, education. I wanted a, a message of, of luxury, abundance, joy. And I remember sitting in the room, trying all the clothes on and, and feeling really uncomfortable because there was like, uh, you know, tweed jackets, they're beautiful, and I loved them. And they were saying all the things that I wanted to say and and showing what I wanted to show. But I felt so disconnected from the clothes in that it wasn't me. And, and to be really honest with you, the night before the photo shoot, I woke up in like a hot sweat in the middle of the night and just started bawling. And the, I'm going back to one of the tips that I gave, know yourself. So I sat down with myself and I pulled out my journal and I said, you know, baby Jody, what's wrong? And it was this fear that I had acquired at some point that I have to look like this or my husband and the people that I love right now won't love me. If I change the way that I dress, if I start dressing more, you know, professionally, if if you will, or if I started dressing more like I want to feel that they're going to leave me, they're not going to love me, they're going to leave me, and I'm going to end up all alone and I will die. Um, in that moment, I could see that it was just, uh, a story that I had been telling myself and I did some worksheets and I cleared it and, and I felt so much better. So I do believe that, you know, the way that you're showing up and what you're showing up in does matter and, and does impact the way that people look at you. I think. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Now, I have a question for you that is not necessarily about confidence or style, but I want to know your opinion. What would be your Miss America platform? I don't even think Miss America exists anymore, but if it does and you had to plan it, what do you think you would you would do with it? Hmm. If I had to plan Miss America or if I had to get on stage and say what I wanted to do for the world? Um, let's say both. Both? Because, I mean, let's face it, it doesn't exist anymore for a reason. So if you had to be, you know, let's say Miss America has to plan next year's Miss America, what would you do? What would you say, and then how would you plan it? Oh, man, I would have to go to the root intention. What is the intention of of this event is is it uh for the scholarships that that the contestants win or whatever i assume i don't really know a lot about miss america um is it for is it for the show is it for like the dramatization you know like i think that's what you know bachelorette is all about <laughs> um but i think that's sort of our show. next miss america 
Yeah. Is it for the show? And is it about the drama? And just, you know, who is the audience? And, um, and so if I was to do it again, I, I would want it to be a celebration of empowering women. And I think that it would be ab- about celebrating their accomplishments and celebrating their creativity and their desire to whatever it is that they desire to bring to the world. So there would be a, a bigger portion of what do you want to do for the world? Um, I guess that is judged um, with more weight. And and if I was in that con- contest, uh, what I would want for the world is um, to see how how individual, how unique, and how wonderful each of each of your listeners are. Each individual on this entire planet is a masterpiece. And learn to love, have that love for ourselves. Because when we have that love for ourselves, um, it immediately changes the world around us and changes the world in, in tow. So I don't know if that Perfect. answered you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, okay, so here in Canada, we've never really had, like, that platform. Miss America was, you know, I mean, I know they used to have Miss World, I think, at one time, but that was, I'm sure, before my time. But, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think what you, you know, you kind of hit it, you know, because really what, everybody sees the world differently, and we all see each other differently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think you hit it. So just tell our listeners, uh, Jody Lynn, where they can find you. Uh, you can head over to my website. It's JodyLynnCraven dot com, and I have an I and an E in my name <laughs> in Jody. Um, I'm a little different. Um, I have all of my services on there. I have a contact me page. And uh, if you want to learn more about the Fluid Money Blueprint, I have a free training that you can access. If you go to the services page, um, I think even on the very first page, you'll see the button that says sign up for the free training. And it goes through three mistakes that entrepreneurs often make when attracting money and how to shift their perspective. And then it goes into the actual step-by-step of the fluid money blueprint and how it, it helps you consistently attract more money. That's perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This was a wonderful conversation. Awesome. Awesome. Confidence in bloom is a celebration of self-love and a confirmation that you're an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, talented woman, even though you may not look like a screen star or a supermodel. The truth is they don't even look like that. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. Chic definitely does come in every shape. So if you want something to believe in, start with yourself. If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence in Bloom and chat with me, contact me through Instagram at InfoBloomStyling or by email at Tina at InfoBloomStyling.com or through the Divas That Web that sorry or through the Divas That Care website. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on DivasThatCare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.